Hello and welcome to Let's Talk About It. I am your host, Taylor, and today I'm joined by one of my closest friends and uh, almost kind of co-host repeat here. We've been, been a guest several times, um, but I'm in Montreal here staying with Vanessa, and thanks so much for having me, like, A, over to for 10 days in your apartment, but also for coming on the pod, and today's a, a special episode for both of us. I feel like I'm part of every episode that's a milestone mm-hmm. in either my life or in your life, because we yeah. share so many stories, we're a part of each other's lives, and I think... I think it's so important whenever we're able to share these stories with your audience and mm-hmm. uh, with your listeners who can learn from it and can definitely learn from our mistakes because there yeah. have been plenty. Well, and it feels like it's a safe place, like for me at least. Like it feels like, you know, the the listeners of the podcast, the people that, that support the podcast are like like-minded people and, and open-minded people where discussing these big, really vulnerable, honestly very personal um, experiences sometimes doesn't feel as as scary as perhaps maybe some other forms of media or other outlets. Like it just, it feels very safe and supportive. So I'm, I'm always excited, I think, to like, it's a nervousness to it, but it's also still exciting to share um, these personal experiences on here. So is it, what do you want to share today, Taylor? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So <laughs> let's get into it. So the title of this episode today is Breakups Are a Blessing. Few, I guess over a year ago, we had our episode Breakups Are a Bitch. And that was when Derek, Paith, and I split and went our separate ways. And that's how you say his last name? Yeah. I thought it was Peth. <laughs> no, he always goes, it's Paith as in Faith. Paith. Oh, a Okay. Yeah. yeah. That was like his cheesy, like dad joke faith thing. As in faith. faith as in faith. Okay. And I would always I be like, like just... the worst at, at re- being able to read people's names. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Canada man's name. <laughs> well, I don't was... know if you ever got that one right. <laughs> All right. Yes. So today is we're going to discuss breakups being a blessing. Mm-hmm. We're gonna, I'm going to get vulnerable. that mind state and mm-hmm. not thinking that it is a biatch. Yes. And and certainly at times, and I think it goes through phases where it totally is like the breakup is a total bitch. Um, but, you know, I think this one's very different. And, and there are a lot of blessings in this one. And I'm not the only one. Nope. I recently had a breakup as well. Not a romantic breakup, but a work breakup. If you follow Help I Suck a Dating Podcast with Dean, Jared, and I, today was my last episode on the Help I Suck a Dating Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if we want to dive into my breakup first or yours, but basically Taylor and I are at a stage in our, rela- in, in our relationship, <laughs> in our, our, relationship. <laughs> our friendship, uh, but also in our lives where... We are going through this milestone, mm-hmm. uh, which was scary at the beginning, but also very, uh, for me at least, it was a very soothing and calming realization that I was okay with. And it was mm-hmm. a, a decision that I made on my own. Um, and it was scary because I think for a while mm-hmm. I kept going back and forth and asking yes. your advice, should I say, should I leave? 
And so several months of, of that, of several, that kind of back and forth in your head, trying to figure out, you know, do I belong? I think my, my question was, do I belong? Do I feel like it's serving me? Is it mm-hmm. serving them? Um, and it was taking me away from the things that I know I really wanted to concentrate on my nonprofit. Yeah. And I'm someone who I'm born in September, September 30th. I'm a Libra. In French, it's called balance, which means balance. But I'm really not balanced. Like, if one thing is not balanced in my life, everything else is kind of off. Mm -hmm. And so that was a little bit off for me. So everything was off. And I'm like, well, how can I... What is it that makes me really, really happy? What do I want to surround myself with? What kind of energy do I want to have? And in the month of September, for me, it's a month of regrowth and rebirth. Yeah. Um, and this year, my birthday, September 30th, fell on the Jewish New Year. My boyfriend is Jewish. And I always say September is the year, mm-hmm. the month of re- being reborn, and it's yeah. the new year for me. And I'm like, well, I owe it to myself to now start my new year fresh. And what is it that I want to keep and what is it that I want to keep doing? Mm-hmm. And it was really hard because I, I love my listeners. Yeah. I love the family, the uh, Help I Suck a Dating family. I love the guys and the producers. Um, but it was so hard. I mean, the last episode today, if you do listen, I'm only on for maybe 10, 15 minutes talking about why I'm leaving. And that's because it took them an hour to try to figure out how to connect with me through Skype. And I'm like, well, this is like, if this isn't a reason, <laughs> if this isn't a sign. So it, yeah. it's hard to record a podcast when you're not face to face with mm-hmm. with your coworkers, yeah. with your co-hosts. Yeah. I've um, talked about that with this podcast. That sometimes it is you know, I think people have this this notion of what podcasting looks like and, and what it requires. And there's so much that goes in behind the scenes that does require a lot of energy and a lot of time and a lot of effort. And especially when you're recording, for me, like the interaction with the guest is the most important thing. Like that will either give me energy for the Mm -hmm. day or it will just completely drain my energy. And yeah, when you're not doing it in person, there is something that's missing there sometimes. Right. And the podcast is in Los Angeles. I'm in Montreal. I'm in Mm -hmm. different country, different time zone, different coast. So the travel itself is six hours, a three hour time difference. Mm -hmm. And then it would be a two hour trip, a two day trip. And so there were a lot of things where I just felt like it's my time right now and my place to walk away with the, all these amazing tools that I gained from either the guests or from talking yeah. with the guys and getting a guy's perspective. Uh, we all start off single and now mm-hmm. we're all in a relationship. Jared is married. Well, actually, Jared, I don't think started off single. He was he was dating yeah. Ashley. But I mean, none of us were in anything serious. Mm-hmm. And so it's nice to see the um, transition from really sucking at dating and mm-hmm. for me I was so desperate I was like oh my god I'm gonna be single forever you- yeah I, I I had like so many episodes where I cried and and the thing is it was so nice to grow with my listeners it was mm-hmm. so nice for my listeners to hold me accountable for yeah. for them to email me and dm me and say Vanessa remember that episode when mm-hmm. you wanted to freeze your eggs because you thought you were going to be single for the rest of your life yeah and I'm like yeah and now I'm in a like a very happy committed mm-hmm. relationship so I just felt like my time um, was over. Mm -hmm. And it was a really sad realization. It was very sad for me um, to figure that out. 
And Mm -hmm. it's scary when you're walking away from something that is so comfortable, something that you're used to. Uh, It became Mm -hmm. a routine. It was my Monday, Tuesday therapy session with Mm -hmm. the guys. And um, it's also a source of income as well that you have to take into account. 100%. And that's Mm -hmm. what I said on today's episode where I'm walking away from something that was stable in terms of income. And now I'm fully committing myself to my nonprofit where I don't make Mm -hmm. any money. But it makes me feel so rich yeah. because there's purpose, mm-hmm. there's meaning. Um, yeah. And, I, and I, I do feel like a lot of people who, and not even just specific to Bachelor family with our experience, but I think in reality TV and in general, there is kind of this bubble that you get in and you know, it's, it's really helpful in some ways to be a part of it. Like that support is really helpful, but I think in another way it can kind of feel like you're off in la la land a little bit and, um, finding things that are really at the root of something that you're really passionate about and that like fulfill you and bring you joy, um, help kind of ground you and, and bring you back. And I think, that was something, you know, that, that you and I had talked a lot about just, you know, your mental health with being a part of, um, of the podcast and wanting to be able to focus on no better you and how you can, you know, get back into the, into your field a little bit more. And that, that would be a lot more fulfilling for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, um, even last episode. So this episode, I, they couldn't connect with me through Skype. And then the episode before I couldn't go on cause, um, I had a family emergency. Mm-hmm. And so the stars were kind of just like aligning themselves to make me realize, Vanessa, this is an okay decision. Yeah. And same thing, I guess, when it comes to a relation, a romantic breakup or a work breakup, mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, you feel it inside of you. Something is off. Yeah. But like I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. But I'm the type of person who is only ready to leave when I know my, I'm so grounded and I'm okay to walk away. Yeah. Cause there have been times when I was dating someone and I'm like, I need to leave. I need to leave. I need to leave. And that could have been from insecurity. That could have been from fear. Um, and then I did leave and it was a really hard breakup because I just, I, I left out of fear instead yeah. of leaving with reason. Yep. And so I wanted to make sure that I wasn't leaving out of fear. I wasn't leaving because mm-hmm. of anything else other than saying like, I, I grew so much from this podcast yeah. and I'm so thankful for the family that I have. And I'm friends with some of the guests that came on as well. And mm-hmm. for me, that's so fulfilling being able to talk to people like Mike Bear, who's a life coach. And it's, it was so it was such a rewarding thing until mm-hmm. I realized, well, I need to put all this energy into what I gave birth to, which was my nonprofit. Yeah. And that now you're ready to let it go. I'm ready to let it go. And that's mm-hmm. why breakups are a blessing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's time for a short break here. We're going to take a little bit of a pause. Um, I want to share with you guys one of my lovely sponsors of the podcast called Orate. They have fine jewelry made in New York City. It is founded by women for women. The pieces range from classic to statement to completely original. Um, They really make the jewelry that you've always wanted but could never find. Um, You get it for a really good price as well. So they sell directly to you without the middleman markup, um, but with the same kind of quality as traditional Fifth Ave brands at a fraction of the cost. Um, They kind of in a way hijack the jewelry market, making real gold accessible. Um, It's ethically made in New York City, um, empowering women with the best jewelry options without sacrificing style. Uh, I have a, it's an infinity bar necklace from them and it is so 
cute and classic and it just literally goes with everything. I always get compliments on it when I wear it out. And I want to share with all of you lovely listeners a little code that you can use to check out Orate. You can get 15% off your first Orate purchase. Go to oratenewyork.com slash Taylor and use promo code Taylor. Again, that's 15% off your first Orate purchase. Go to A-U-R-A-T-E, newyork.com, and use promo code Taylor. And we can get back to the show. It's almost kind of what you talk about a little bit um, in terms of like processing it to make sure like you're ready to leave and to say goodbye to that thing, um, whatever it is, is almost kind of like this mourning process too, I think, that oftentimes we start before we actually make that decision to leave something. Um, yeah. Well, that's a great, great, that's a great, <laughs> a great that's a great segue into Taylor's topic. So I will pass the torch. Yeah. Yeah. Breakups are a blessing. I have ended my no longer current relationship. <laughs> I don't know how you say that. Um, I'm now single. Uh, Canada man and I have decided to part ways and it was a little over a year, like a few weeks over a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was it was really a long time coming, actually. Uh, I am very thankful for the relationship in that I really did grow more than I ever have. And, and in parts of that were intentional. Parts of that were actually very unhealthy. Um, and, and But all of it and all, I would say I am really thankful for because I feel like there's this sense of clarity now that I haven't had in past breakups, I guess. Um, there was always like this doubt, I think, in past breakups of always like, is this really the right decision? Like, you know, going mm-hmm. back and forth a little bit. And in this one, I, I haven't experienced that. I think maybe I felt like that when I was still in it. Um, you know, it's, it's October now. We were together since last September. And since March, we, I've been unhappy. Mm-hmm. So it was like, when I looked at the accumulation of the time that we had been together, it was like, for over half of this relationship, I haven't been happy. And it's not getting any better. It's just getting worse and worse. It's like, how much longer do I really want to do this for? Like, I want more than this. I'm worthy of more than this. I I wouldn't want a friend to stay in this. And then it just really got to a point where every single person in my life was like, you need to walk away from this. I've never had that. Even, I mean, people have always like had, you know, their opinions, my relationships and whatnot, but I've never had a relationship where literally every single one of my friends and family were like, this is not... So it's not good for you. I don't, I don't see this for you. I don't like this for you. Like, you know, in a way, like you need to really think about this and make a decision. So I know the ins and out of your relationship, but for the listeners who yeah. don't know, for the listeners who are like, oh my God, I thought everything was going well. Instagram, your, yeah. your feed showed Which us to... I did still try to make it apparent on Instagram. Like I did post about the fact that we were in, I wouldn't even say necessarily couples therapy. It was him coming to my therapist with me. Um, but we were trying some things and I did try to make it obvious that like, 
it's not super happy and, and dandy all the time. And certainly some relationships are like that. Okay. I think most are not, they have their ups and their downs and I try to be vulnerable and I try to be authentic with the fact that sometimes relationships are really tough and sometimes you do have those lows. Like I, I try to show both of those, but then I just kind of stop showing it all together. <laughs> So when you say that you were unhappy since March, again, I, I'm, ask, I'm acting as if like <laughs> I don't know the story, but I do. What made you finally say it's time for me to walk away? Was it mutual or was it a conversation that you brought up? Um, so I brought up the conversation. Um, I had attempted mm-hmm. the morning after my birthday to break up with him. I'm so bad at breakups. Oh, me too. Me, I, I self-sabotage I, until they realize, yep. okay, I can't deal with her, so I'm going to break up with her. I'm yep. like, oh, thank you. Yep. I usually feel like I end up manipulating the situation so that they then think it's their idea and then I don't have to do it because yep. it's just too hard most times. Um, and most times I'm so I'm still like pretty emotionally connected to the point where I'm like, no, like maybe I can just like make these things work. Um, but yeah, I, I had attempted the morning after my birthday to break up with him. And then the end of that conversation was just like, we're going to keep trying. <laughs> and But you weren't fully ready. I think you had, since March, you had this feeling that something was up. And I remember you asking me. And I mm-hmm. was so, as a friend, I would hear the good and the bad. And yeah. I didn't ever side with you. I never sided with him. Mm-hmm. I was always playing the devil's advocate because I'm like, sometimes yeah. we get into the state where we get really insecure, right? So I just never knew like, okay, is it... Because I know how Taylor can get. If you're... Mm-hmm. <laughs> she wants love and she she's mm-hmm. deserving of all this love and all this attention and all these like these gestures, but then she can get uncomfortable sometimes if you do show it to her and she's like, well, do I run away from it? Do I receive it? (laughs) And so I just wanted you to make sure that you, if you were going to walk away, that you were a hundred percent ready with your decision. Mm -hmm. So I think in July, you knew there were certain things that were happening where you started connecting the dots, like this isn't for me or certain gestures weren't specifically done for your relationship. I think what what I realized in July was that we really didn't have a foundation of a friendship like I thought we had. I also realized that I'm never going to be prioritized. Mm-hmm. Which he also said. No. Uh, I know that work, you know, he's in startup life. I understand like... I I get that work is always going to be a priority and will likely always be like a consistent number one priority. But to me, that doesn't necessarily mean that I would never be a number one priority at a time. Like I think even in my head, I think my birthday was like, oh, well, this is an opportunity where like the day is about me, where like you do step out of your comfort zone to do things that maybe you don't like because you know that it's something that your partner would like because you want to make your partner feel special. So you're going to do something intentional to make sure that your partner feels special and like do something. You know what I mean? Like to me, it don't be in a relationship if you're never going to prioritize your partner. Right. (laughs) So 
I get it. You can have a bunch of shit going on in your life. You can have a ton of priorities, but guess what? You have to manage those priorities. And if you're never going to make your partner or your relationship a priority for even a fucking day, yeah, it's irresponsible. Right. And I said that actually in that conversation. I was like, I think what we're doing is like emotionally irresponsible. All right. So it's time for a short break here. And I am incredibly, incredibly excited to share this new sponsor of the podcast with you all. I unfortunately am traveling right now. So my, my package is at home, but I am beyond excited to go home for it. You guys know I absolutely freaking love all my plants and I am a crazy plant lady, loud and proud. And I get messages all the time about like, how do you take care of your plants? How do you know which plants to get? And I'm super excited to share with you guys about plant package. So if you're perhaps a young young professional who lives in an apartment with limited space and you feel like gardening is not an option for you, or if you're just looking for some curb appeal as a new couple and don't know where to start, maybe your parents looking for a quick educational and relatively messy free activity to do with your kids. Um, Perhaps you're just interested in gardening but get overwhelmed by all the plant options and garden centers and maybe you're short on time. Um, And plant package is, if you you fall under any of those categories, plant package I think is something you're going to be interested in. Uh, They do all the prep work of gardening for you. So there's no need to go to the garden center. They select durable seasonal plants, which is big thing for me that I love that it's seasonal. It includes a stylish container, which sometimes those are like the most expensive piece of a plant. (laughs) It's just the freaking pot, but they send just the right amount of soil and plant food. And they include instructions for assembly and plant care. So you can be sure to follow that. The plants can thrive indoors or outdoors, and the subscription options um, are really suited to fit your style. So you choose whether a box comes monthly, every other month, or seasonally, and you can also do it as like a gift if you have, you know, a plant lady in your life that you want to make feel special or or gift to a friend. Um, I think plants as gifts are absolutely amazing, Um, but each plant package is themed and it features a variety of plants. So for like October right now, the current theme um, is Witch's Brew, so they have a bunch of like spooky fall plants with, you know, colors of purples and pinks and browns and blacks. And in September, it's a fall foliage with bright colors and white wicker, uh, a white wicker basket planter. Um, and for each month, it's just like a super adorable theme that fits the season. Um, so right now, I want to help you guys out. I'm so, so, so excited about this uh, partnership here with Plant Package. They're offering listeners of Let's Talk About It $15 off your first plant package. So be sure to visit plantpackage.com and use code TAYLOR to redeem at checkout. This offer is also valid on gifts. So, you know, treat it's a it's a stage of transition in in people's lives in fall right now and maybe someone you know could use a little plant in their life (laughs) again that's $15 off your first plant package visit plantpackage.com and use code taylor to redeem at checkout and hopefully i'll be sharing more with you guys about plant package in the future so we can get back to the show now i think you are bringing up some point i think it was a a time in your relationship where you had built up all of this, like all these emotions um, and you tried to express it to him, which he wasn't being receptive towards. He didn't see your point of view, even when like there were certain Mm -hmm. things that I either witnessed and I would express and, you know, he wouldn't see your point of view until you had that conversation with him at post breakup. Mm-hmm. where you were both in more of a neutral space. Yeah. 
Well, and I think like to answer your initial question there too of like knowing when it was the time, it was like it had been a buildup of a lot. And then honestly, it was like we did our one year. And even that, I was like, Mm -hmm. this is just not... Like I didn't feel connected. It didn't feel like a happy thing. It... I still felt like I was, you know, the last thing on the totem pole and um, it, there was just such a lack of affection. There was a lack of um, connectedness and it was after that that we then came to Ottawa with you and Josh and then that experience too, like feeling very validated in some things um, from your guys' feedback a little bit and feeling like okay, wow. Yeah. Like you were the last person because like you said, you were always like very supportive and looking at things from all sides with me. And it was like, then you were literally the last person to be like, Tay, Mm -hmm. like what the heck? And I think I was so affected by that too, because I was always team Canada man. I was always Mm -hmm. team you and him. And there were so many things that I remember like the interesting quirks that you guys both have and like Mm -hmm. interests that like not a lot of people do have. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that's so amazing to be able to share those things together and to mm-hmm. grow. Um, but I didn't feel like you were growing together. I felt like, yes, it's important to be two individuals on your own individual path, but you have to have a crossroad. And I didn't feel like that crossroad was ever there. This is what makes me so sad that you weren't at Fireside this year with us because in Saul's episode with me, he talked about interdependency, again, mm-hmm. kind of how we did last year in his speech. And in his episode, um, it's like two episodes, two or three episodes behind this one. Um, if you guys want to go back, it's called Interdependency and uh, like taking care of yourself as a caregiver. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what he talked about. He talked about that Venn diagram that like, yes, you're a circle and your partner's a circle, like a full complete circle, but there has to be that overlap and that's the interdependency. And that is hundred percent where I was like, I don't feel like I can depend on you Mm-mm. for anything. Literally, even after I got done recording that episode, it was cold. We're at camp. Like the ground is wet. I go to sit down and he's like laying on the floor with a blanket and like, I'm like, oh, can I like sit on the blanket? Like, can you open the blanket? Would not even open up the freaking blanket for me. And I'm just like, dude. So when you, <laughs> when you love someone, like I love Taylor so much. And people are like, oh, well, you guys like just date. I'm like, I could love a girlfriend <laughs> who's a female just as much as I love my, you know, like my yeah. family or my boyfriend or whatever. Yeah. And so when I picked Taylor up from the airport, she's like, please put the heat on in the car because it's I'm super <laughs> yeah. cold. So I, I made sure like on you, I was like, I had a migraine. So I had my air, mm-hmm. my cold air on my side. But I'm like, hey, let me make sure she comes in and she's super cozy because yeah. I love you. And I want to make sure like, like you're, yeah. you're received in a way that I know you want to be received. Yeah. And that's the thoughtfulness. That's right. the, the thoughtfulness and that is so important in any kind of relationship to just have that level of connection. And that was so lacking. So when that's, I never got that. When that's missing from either you realize you're not able to give your partner that, that's a red flag for you. Like, why yeah. am I not able to give my partner that? And I think oftentimes we tell people who are feeling that way to do that reflection, like, why am mm-hmm. I not receiving that? But it's really, both parties have to understand, why am I not able to give it? Yeah. What is it? What am I missing from my partner for me to be able to yeah. give the love that I know that they deserve and that they want? Yeah. And I think it was, it was a combination of that plus several... Uh, 
events, instances um, where I was, you know, trust was lost, where I was disrespected um, in, in several different ways and at several different times throughout our relationship. And for me, it was also kind of, you know, after the after our one-year anniversary at Fireside, then after their trip to Ottawa with you, um, you know, then another thing kind of happened like the week after that. And then I was just like, yeah, this isn't like nothing's been just nothing's getting better. And I, 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 if I, like, if I think about if Vanessa was in a, in this relationship, like I would just want to hug you and I would just want to like nurture you. And I would just want to be like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to do this. Like, you want so much more than this and like you're worthy of so much more than this and like it has to be a give and a take and like you can't just like yeah which I I think is a great point that you bring up because we were talking about this before we started recording as a friend it is so imperative for you it's such like a slippery slope because you want to make sure you're showing support to your friend and their relationship, but also you don't want to come in and... Because I know I can be someone who's very strong-minded and say, no, it's this or that, mm-hmm. you know? Like, this or that, and that is it. And yeah. with you, I... First of all, with ever since I met you, mm-hmm. I feel like I've emotionally developed as well, and <laughs> I've been able to understand my feelings and my thoughts a lot more. So I was able... To put mm-hmm. myself outside of your relationship and say, okay, let me be Canada man looking into this. And this is probably how he feels. And this is probably yeah. how you feel. But at a certain point when I felt and I witnessed the lack of connection between the both of you, mm-hmm. it made me really sad for you because I know how devoted you are as a friend, as a nurturer, as a lover. And so that's when I said, it's time for me to say something. And, yeah. and, and so I did. Um, and I think it's important as a friend to be honest, but be very gentle with your words mm-hmm. and be, um, yeah. So just to be yeah. honest, cause you don't want to, I remember like when I would break up or if someone would break up with me only after the breakup, people would say, Oh my God, that person was terrible. Or, Oh my yes. God, I'm happy. Or, Oh my God, congratulations. I'm like, why didn't you guys tell me this earlier on? Mm-hmm. And love is blind sometimes. So sometimes you yeah. do, you do need and your friend to tell you, "Hey, wake up. Look, this is not right." Yeah. And I appreciate it because even in the way that you told me, I still felt like if I did stay with him that it wasn't like I couldn't tell you things anymore. Um, and I think it's like to being blind, yes, and I think there's also sometimes a lot of like manipulation that happens and um Sometimes perhaps even there's a little bit of gaslighting where you're doubting yourself and you're, you know, questioning like core bits of who you are and your own perception and things to where you get even more blinded and like the vision is just so blurry. And that's where I think some of those things become, I feel like I can identify some of those things more now because being out of it, it feels like I can, I can see clearer. And that's part of what I said to him, you know, like I feel like I see all of this so much clearer All right, it's time for a short break here. I want to share with you guys a little bit of um, an educational resource for you. Um, You guys know I have my master's and often I have guests on um, who also have their master's and um, have been able to specialize in their career and really take their career to to the next level. Um, So if you are interested in getting a master's degree and just kind of helping 
you know, get a, get another step up in your career with getting this education, um, or just interested in doing it in, in general. Um, I am going to highly recommend here getting a master degree at a, in a very easy way, much easier than perhaps the route I would have even taken, um, at Ashford university. It's convenient and it's flexible. It's online. So it allows you to learn at your own pace. And I enjoy doing the online classes because it just, you know, allows you that flexibility with whatever your lifestyle is. You can study wherever you're the most comfortable learning. Um, And I also super appreciate that at Ashford. It's just one course at a time. So it's six week long courses. Um, They allow you to take one course at a time and being enrolled in in one class at Ashford means you're actually considered a full-time student. Um, So that's amazing. (laughs) And one thing that I was super particular at looking in and getting my master's was you know, because I was going to be in a counseling program, I felt like getting the GRE was kind of irrelevant. Um, And at Ashford, no standardized tests are required. So you don't have to worry about having that extra step into getting into the program, um, which just makes it a lot easier to get your master's. Um, So it's not required, no standardized tests required. And Ashford is also accredited, uh, fully accredited by WACH, Senior College and University Commission. So if you're interested, you can achieve your master's degree while balancing work and life, work and home life. Sorry. Um, that's always a difficult balance sometimes, but, um, you can do that with getting your degree at Ashford university. So you can enroll now by going to ashford.edu slash Taylor. That's ashford.edu slash Taylor to start your master's degree today. Again, be sure to check them out at ashford.edu slash Taylor. We can get back to the show. Okay. So People listening who are either in your shoes right now going through a breakup or experiencing wanting the breakup but just don't have it in them to do it, what would you what kind of advice would you give someone who knows they're unhappy? Would you tell them to stick it out for a little bit to see whether it's, you know, a bump in the road or if they've been unhappy for X amount of time, like girl or guy or whoever, time to walk away? First, I would ask, have you talked to them about it? Mm-hmm. If you haven't communicated what you're unhappy about, you can't expect your partner to know what you want or know what you need. And this is a key part of this. Your partner needs to turn toward your need. Like, certainly there may be some things they're literally not able to do. It might not be something they're able to do all the time. But if you communicate to your partner, you know, this is something like this is a way that I receive love. This is something that would really mean a lot to me. Like I could really use some of your support in this. And if your partner then turns and sees that and looks at it and judges it and tries to basically convince you otherwise Mm -hmm. and then makes you question yourself in what you need, red flag. Yeah. And that is too much of what I experienced in this past relationship where, you know, like I'm, I know the basics, right. Of like how to kind of build a relationship and how to, you know, nurture this connection and how to, um, repair things when, when things have gotten really difficult and there has been conflict. And even my knowledge of that sometimes wasn't like respected Mm -hmm. or listened to. And yeah, it's like your needs do matter in a relationship. And like 
your partner, at least for me, like I want to know what my partner's wants and needs are because I do want them to be happy in, in our relationship. And I also hope that at the basics of who I am and how I treat them, that that makes them happy too. I think for me, the biggest thing that was lacking was you weren't seen. Yeah. Well, I was seen, but it was more of a potential of what I could be and what he wanted me to be. Yeah. I just felt like as a best friend looking in, you weren't seen for what you are and all the potential that you already have. Yeah. And all the amazing things that you can bring in a relationship and in a friendship. Like I witness it as a friend. And I know that you do more when you're in a relationship. I mean, mm-hmm. like, obviously, when you're in a romantic relationship, there, there's that connection there. So yeah. that's what hurt me the most for you. And that's when I said, no, like, this, this, she needs either to have a conversation or mm-hmm. hopefully realize that this isn't the relationship for her. Yeah. And I think there's a few things I want to share that I think are important around this. Um, For anyone that's ever felt like they've been done wrong in a relationship or that they felt like, you know, they were betrayed or disrespected in some way, there were phases of that for me where I felt like up on this high horse, right? Like I was disrespected, like, oh my God, where like you, where you kind of want to put the other person down in a way, right? And be like, they don't deserve me. Like Mm -hmm. they lost out on something awesome. Like, and sometimes you do have like your girlfriends that will like build you up on that. Right. And I think, (laughs) I think think there's like, I think that there really is something to look at there with that. And through my reflection with it, a lot of that is out of ego. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that was like trying to seek some kind of justice for yourself. And that's so much extra weight to carry. And so I was feeling that, right? I was feeling like kind of petty and salty and just like, oh my God, like I gave all this to someone and like, yes, you you have a thought. Well, explain why you were salty. You don't have to go into details of it, but you did find out something that made you salty. I mean, you weren't, you don't wake up and say like, oh, you don't look in the mirror and say like, I'm going to be salty today. Like, did you think I was salty before I no. found that out? No. Hmm. I think yeah. throughout, I think throughout time, you're like, I know I deserve someone who blah, 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 blah. And, but once you found something out, you were like, I think that was the, um, I did snap a little at that. Yeah. That was it basically, validated. yeah. I think you felt, I think it felt validating to know that you made the right decision yeah. and you were just like oh like so angry because you gave it your all and you're like oh, i feel so disrespected right now and then once you mm-hmm. went to bed and woke up the next morning and that kind the dust settled that's when you were able to mm-hmm. have a conversation where you're able to walk away from it yeah in much better terms yeah because the point for me is like you don't want to be in that salty, petty position where you're feeling this resentment. Um, I know, like, for me, I basically found out kind of... It's interesting. I feel like the last several months, I've just gone through, like, finding out bits and bits and bits of information, like, from other people about, like, the reality of our relationship or what people saw of our relationship, where it was just kind of, like... It it was very uh, valuable 
to mm-hmm. see other people's perspectives, right? And to get this truth. And I'm very thankful that the people in my life and in his life were honest with me. Um, very, very much appreciate that. But yeah, we're basically, I just had kind of found out more of like the truth of his feelings and like earlier on what he was feeling about us and um, in a way felt deceived, felt very deceived um, and and a bit taken, taken for granted. Um, but yeah, it was for me letting go of some of that pettiness and letting go of that. Like, I don't want to walk around and carry this, like, I was disrespected. I was betrayed. Like, I don't want to walk around with that heaviness. Um, that will only stunt my own personal growth and it'll only stunt me being able to connect with people in the future if I hold on to that and if I identify with that. So there was for sure like a solid 12-hour period of like basking in that and being like petty as hell with my girlfriends. (laughs) (laughs) There was definitely that period and I allowed myself to like flow through that. But I think oftentimes that that period lasts a lot longer for people sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I'm so thankful um, that he and I were able to to discuss our relationship and to see each other and to kind of have this moment of closure that definitely started off with some hostility and saltiness and frustration, but moved through that to these walls coming down and to honesty and um, to connectedness Mm -hmm. through that honesty. And, you know, we like just kind of stood there and hugged each other and cried and, it's the first time really I've ever seen him show like some some depth of emotion mm-hmm. <laughs> related to us, um, which was felt nice knowing that like, you know, he did care about us and, and our relationship and that I was cared about, but it was also just the sadness of, you know, it's a little too late and mm-hmm. it would have been great if you could have just showed me some of this throughout our relationship and um, put me first, even just for, you know, an hour of your time, <laughs> just plan a fucking date. Um, but no, he did. And I will give him that at the beginning. He was very thoughtful. He would message mm-hmm. me, find out what your address is. And like, I remember, I don't remember yeah. what it was. It was hotcakes or something. And I'm like, yep. Oh my God, I don't even know that about Taylor. Like mm-hmm. I feel like a terrible mm-hmm. friend. And yeah. I remember thinking like, wow, I want a Canada man. Yeah. All right, it's time for a short break here. I want to share with you guys a little bit about CBD. Um, You might have heard me share this company in the past, and I'm absolutely loving using them. They are called Hemp Fusion, and they are not like a lot of the other CBD brands who just offer CBD because Hemp Fusion infuses their CBD with other things depending on what the product is, but um, they create the products to help with specific things like stress or sleep or energy, so they'll add things in with the CBD to make an all-around better product that adds up to a better day for you. So um, the one that I have, it's like a ginger turmeric um, and it is so freaking tasty. It's vegan, it's liquid. They also have like the liquid capsules. Um, And for me, like I don't like to take pills, so I very much appreciate that. And they're available both online and at natural product retailers near you. So would love for you guys to check them out. They ship anywhere in the US and you can use promo code Taylor for 20% off your first order and free shipping at hempfusion.com. That's promo code Taylor for 20% off your first order and free shipping at hempfusion.com. So be sure to check them out if you guys are interested in some CBD and we can get back to the show. 
Yeah, the first we we talked about this and and it was very I don't know. The whole thing was very sad, but um, it felt good to have this conversation with him. And I told him, I said, you know, yeah, the first like four to six months that we were together obviously is more the honeymoon phase. But I think for me, I thought, you know, this is still a foundation that we're building upon. And instead, all those things that happened in that period of time just literally disappeared Mm -hmm. like in the blink of an eye. But it was, it was those thoughtfulness things that, you know, Brilliant Earth is one of my favorite jewelry companies. Like I would always joke, you know, like I don't want a Neil Lane ring. I want a fucking Brilliant Earth ring. Like someone that like listens to me, right? And, you know, um, values the the things that I value. And he took note of that. And for Valentine's Day, he got me a necklace from Brilliant Earth. And I was like, oh my God, like you listened. And it was so sweet. And it's not about the money thing. It's not about the fact that he purchased something, but it's the thought that, you know, it's the fact that he listened and was thoughtful about what I like. Exactly. And it, and I actually just thought about this, Mike. It could have been a Kit Kat bar, which when, yeah. So Josh <laughs> got me, He I told him that I don't like flowers. I'm like, ha that's so weird. I was on a dating show that gave yeah. out roses mm-hmm. and I don't like flowers. Well, I don't appreciate them as much as I should. Yeah. And he gave me a bouquet of flowers, a bouquet of Kit Kat bars. And it was... No. Okay, you're not even telling this how it was, okay? She was literally in Seattle and he like messaged me and was like, what's your address? Like, I'm going to send Vanessa like a bouquet of Kit Kats. And I was like, oh Lord. I was (laughs) like, here we go. Okay, but so he did send me that. And so while you were talking before, I was thinking of freight did do all of these thoughtful things at the beginning of the relationship, which is amazing. But anyone listening that is jumping into a relationship or just in a relationship right now, a new relationship, if you're going to do these thoughtful things at the beginning, be consistent with them. Don't do them to audition. Don't do them yep. to get praise from your partner and their their family and their mm-hmm. friends. Do it because this is something that you're like, oh, this is going to be me. Yeah. This is me. I'm not doing it because I want to get... Mm -hmm. attention or praise from it. And so Josh still does things like this and it's going to be a a year that we're together and he's still very much Mm -hmm. thoughtful when it comes to, you know, Kit Kats or whatever it is. Yeah. When it comes to you, he's very thoughtful and he takes that second to like set himself aside and think, what can I do that's going to make Vanessa feel feel special today or Mm -hmm. make her feel happy or like, how can I show her that I love her? Mm -hmm. And you have to be intentional about that and it has to be authentic. And that's where I think often in those first six months, people do kind of put on a little bit of a show because they're maybe trying to woo or they're just trying to like get to that point where they feel like they have you. And then once they have you, like they don't know how to continue that. They don't know how to continue to invest in the relationship. And maybe they think that they don't need to invest in the Mm -hmm. relationship because they're in it and that is enough. It's not enough for me. Nope, not enough for me either. I just, <laughs> nope. And the thing is, we're not. I remember you were asking me, "Am I needy? Do I like? Am I a needy person?" Yeah, because like, I was told I have this like yeah, really, really long list of needs, and I was like, "I think it just seems like it's a long list of needs because you're not meeting any of them." I had a conversation with a friend of mine, and uh, I was asking her if she was happy in her relationship, and if this. So let's say you're in a relationship right now and you're like not super happy. I gave her this analogy. I said, you have your partner right now that you're in a relationship with. Now imagine this magical creature that exists and you can go to this magical creature to get whatever you're not getting from your partner. What are those things that you would go to this magical creature for? Is it hugs? 
Is it attention? Is it quality time? Mm -hmm. So if those are the answers, then you have to be able to communicate that to your partner to let them know, like, you don't want to... And that's, you know, that's how cheating starts. That's how Mm -hmm. um, people who just you know, are on the path of unhappiness where they know these things are missing and they're seeking it elsewhere, whether it's like, I don't know, mm-hmm. on the internet or... Yeah. So my question to Taylor, <laughs> my question to Taylor is... Well, this is actually a really good one because... <laughs> is when you're and now you're now recently single, like very newly single. Well, so I'll say this. Well, hold on. In public, I guess like on paper, right? Newly single? In sub- yeah, I would, yeah. I would say I, I, it is. It is very recent. Yes, um, it doesn't feel recent. But that's okay. But, that's and, and I my will point. also say this too, though, that the fact that we just—I mean, literally, like two days yesterday, the day before recording this episode—was <laughs> um, when he and I had that conversation, saw each other, and just had this like moment of closure that we did leave. Excuse me, leave things off. We burped at the same time. <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah, but that we did <laughs> leave things off, like in a very good place, and then it felt like good closure. And I felt like I walked away feeling like this is the most closure I've ever had, and the most like free and just at peace I've ever felt with parting from someone. And then it felt like I literally just told myself, I was like, "Let it be." Mm-hmm. I was like, "This is all that needs to be done." Everything was said. I got the validation and I got the confirmation that he acknowledged that not once did he ever prioritize me or our relationship. And, you know, I I, I got reassurance from him about how he felt about me. And, and we both acknowledged that we wanted different things and that we had very different ideas of what we wanted our relationship to look like and, and how we could like make each other happy in this relationship and that we were just so disconnected from each other and that there still is love there. I will always have love for him, but that he is not someone I want as my partner, as my like primary romantic partner. That's not, that's not for us. And he'll still be in my life in some capacity. There's still so many qualities about him that I do love and that, you know, I think he's a fantastic friend to all of his friends. That he is. And I told him, I said, I think I might be more satisfied as your friend than Mm -hmm. I ever was as your girlfriend. (laughs) Um, And it'll be interesting to see like how we do move into this transition of our relationship. But I'm so grateful that like he and I are able to do that. I haven't, you know, with other relationships, I haven't had that moment of closure. But that's not for everyone. Staying friends with an ex right mm-hmm. after a breakup. I mean, this is recent. Right after a breakup yeah. is not for everyone. I'm friends with most of my exes. Um, <clears throat> but that took me... My ego was so like, uh-uh. Like, no, no, no. that phase nah. that I was just talking you about. You cannot have me in your life <laughs> if you don't want me as your GF. You can only have me in your life as your girlfriend or potential wifey. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like... Yeah, I, I think you came into my life because you showed me yeah. so much that I need to learn about myself. Every person that I have met has led me to my now boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Every person that broke my heart led me to The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. So there's a reason for things. And I, in that moment, you don't want to believe it. You want to yeah. believe that that person is going to come back to you. You want to believe that that person desperately misses you. And that's mm-hmm. your ego speaking. And that was yeah. my, I had such a huge ego. And I mean, I kind of still do it. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? If I'm being <laughs> honest, <laughs> but that's something that I, I'm very well aware yeah. of. Mm-hmm. So I know sometimes I have to check myself and say, Vanessa, like chill out. Yeah. But 
that's not for everyone. Well, speaking of breakups and speaking of past relationships, have you, since your last public breakup with Derek, have you heard from him? Have you guys spoken? Has he reached out? Have you reached out? Um, I don't know, Vanessa, have we? (laughs) (laughs) Again, guys, I'm just asking because (laughs) I know all the answers. If not, we wouldn't have this episode. (laughs) Have you guys reached out to each other? Again, I know the answer. And would he be someone that you would consider dating again? Would I, Vanessa? (laughs) I think. Can I answer this question? I'm scared. I don't know what you're going to say. I'm going to answer this question. So I think there are parts of the relationship with Derek where you really do and did appreciate. There were parts of the relationship where you you did appreciate. Parts of the Mm -hmm. relationship that maybe... Candaman didn't have that Derek was able to give you. Yeah, well, a lot of like when I look at this relationship now with Candaman and when I exit it, I I realize, yeah, that like I have been like craving that affection and that it was really difficult to be in a relationship and not have that affection and that it was something that I experienced with Derek and that I felt very strongly with him. But I don't think that you would date Derek again. Would you? <laughs> what? Is there something no? I don't know? <laughs> Is there something I don't know? No, he hasn't. You guys haven't spoken? No. No. We haven't spoken in over a year. But I feel like, and I bumped into Derek when I was in Napa. Um, yeah. And I thought it, would, it was going to be awkward because I'm like, I, you know, but <laughs> he was very nice to me. And of course, yeah. I mean, yeah. why? I, I'm not, I wasn't in the relationship. So <clears throat> I think the relationship that you have with Derek is the one, like the kind of the relationship that I have with Nick, where it's such an anomaly because it's not a relationship that we had outside of the, t- of, of the TV show. It was mm-hmm. the only relationship that we had on a TV show, uh, an engagement on a TV show, a breakup publicly. Mm-hmm. So that is, it's hard to really apply some of the things that I know that I've been through in former relationships yeah. to my totally. relationship with Nick. Cause I, I talked to all my exes and I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not in communication with Nick. And that yeah. did make me sad because if anything, like he was the only person I've ever been engaged to. Yeah. Um, and the only person that I experienced this level of life that yeah. I have now. And now that is still a part of your life and right. that this was someone that like you entered into it with and that really got those things and like could be somewhat of a source of support to like handle that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. then you had to like figure out how to go through all of it on your own. Yeah. But I think after the breakup for me, it was, I, I, it was such a mutual breakup between Nick and I, and we knew that we were mourning the loss of the relationship before it actually happened. So it was an easier process for us to totally walk away from. Um, and it was a respectful relationship in the sense that we, at least I don't think we've ever bashed each other or like talk poorly about each other publicly. And, you know, obviously there, there are parts of the relationship that were, um, hard and that uh, were not easy to go mm-hmm. through, but that is because of the level of stress that is involved when you're dating someone in the public yeah. eye. And you know, it was my first time coming off of a show like that, mm-hmm. and I think it was like his third time fourth. or fourth. So for him, he's like, <laughs> "These are all the tools that you need to go through this." And I'm like, "But I can't apply it. Yeah. I just don't. I didn't know how to deal with it. So it was it was a yeah. challenge. But yeah, that's." It's hard to apply, I guess, what mm-hmm. you went through with Canada Man yeah. and being able to be on neutral terms and get that validation <clears throat> when you weren't able to get that with Derek because it was 
such a different just, relationship. Yeah, it's a whole other ball game in and of itself. And it's, you know, I think similar to you and Nick, like, yeah, Derek, we, we both knew that for a while that things weren't going to like mm-hmm. pan out and that it was heading in the direction it was heading. But then I think... I don't know. For for me, there's, there's so many layers of it. And I think I struggled to really believe that he really actually like saw us being something. And like after my friend was in New York, met up with him and whatnot. And just like from what he told me, like it does, I he really thought, like he really genuinely mm-hmm. thought that like we would be together. And I think that's like so hard for me to grasp and I feel like I'm that's really not what close you... to starting my period because I like feel like I'm going to be <laughs> emotional now. But it's, I don't know. I think there's like so many layers. This is so bad to do this episode with you because I'm saying all these things, but you're you. Um, <laughs> there's so many layers when you do date someone publicly that I feel like I tried to reject or that I felt like, you know, okay, he doesn't really actually love me. He just loves like this idea of like, what our relationship could be and like who we could be together like publicly and that it wasn't really me. And that's why like... With Derek or with Canada Yeah, Man? with Derek. Okay. Well, and for Canada Man too, you know, that right. like that he saw what our relationship could be because of the opportunities that I have and because of like the public presence and all this stuff. And um, I think, you know, it's so crazy. And like to look back now, like, yeah, my favorite times with Derek were like in Iowa with his family, you know, mm-hmm. where like when he did come to Seattle to visit me and my family where it was like, that was like just us being us, you know? And it wasn't like all this other stuff that just like creates all this extra noise Mm -hmm. around the relationship and Mm -hmm. even social media, you know? And, you know, Canada Man didn't even have an Instagram, which I was like, oh, that's amazing. Like, (laughs) But he did have a business. to be yourself. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was good. I mean, listen, I, but my... <laughs> Are we going to edit that part out? Or are we going to keep it? Listen, if we're being real... That was a mic drop. <laughs> if we're being real... I feel like we're making me cry. Well, listen, my fear was... I, y- y- you didn't want to feel quote-unquote used for the opportunities that yeah. are a lot easier for you to get than someone like my boyfriend mm-hmm. who, you know, doesn't yeah. understand how Instagram works. Yeah. So that was a fear of mine for you as an yeah. overprotective friend. And I and that's so shitty and it just adds a different layer of dating. And that's where like when people, you know, some people like made jokes and stuff about Derek going back on Paradise. And like, I get it, you know, I I, I can't even imagine as a, as a guy coming off the show that like, Chicks literally throw themselves at you. And how could you trust that? How mm-hmm. could you trust that, like, this woman is really interested in you for you and not this image of you that she's already created in her head? Like, there's so many extra layers to it. And so it makes sense. That's why you go back on Paradise. Mm-hmm. Because you feel like, oh, yeah. I mean, safe. Yeah, it feels right. so much safer. Certainly that person might want to date you because you have, like, the highest following or because you're the most popular or whatever. Like, you have to sort through some of that stuff mm-hmm. maybe. But... Still, it's it feels like there's so much more of an understanding. And I know part of what we talked about last night that we were like, oh, we should talk about this in an episode is like 
partner's families, like mm-hmm. your relationship with your partner's family. Mm-hmm. Um, and we won't get too much into that now, maybe an episode for another time. But, you know, that was something like dating someone from the show, like Derek's family, like literally felt like my family. Yeah. That was, this literally was the only relationship that I ever had that I was like, yeah, like I genuinely feel accepted and like genuinely love his family mm-hmm. like his sister like felt like my sister mm-hmm. i don't even have a sister <laughs> but i was like oh my god like Bitch, I what about love me? Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> i have chosen sisters yes but like to be like mm-hmm. you know actually like considered family and like of all my exes that have had siblings you know like i've never like had that experience and it was just like there wasn't this like weird judgment because of my lifestyle or being on the show or anything it was like they just mm-hmm. they get it it's, mm-hmm. it's such a different dynamic and you really can't apply any of the shit from, you know, relationships pre-show to kind of post-show. Right. It's such a different experience. And I do want to dig back the comment I said about Canada Man. Because, <laughs> listen, I think that's like an automatic thing, right? Like, even I think when I started dating Josh, like, be be careful that, or I had dated someone else, like, be careful they're not oh, dating yeah. you because of your stat, Not you? status, but dating mm-hmm. because, like, they know you or because... They're a fan because of the show. Because you're shiny thing. Right. So yeah. I only said that because that's the first thing that automatically yeah. comes to your head when mm-hmm. I start dating someone and that yeah. now I'm like... That's the first thing that comes to your head too. Yeah. When I started... I remember when I first started even talking to Canada Man when we were in Bali and he was like... This was like two, three weeks after we met and he was like... Basically told me he was only focused on me and only wanted to like date me and I was like what are you doing I was like no I was like what and you were like girl be careful <laughs> like you were like girl <laughs> and I was like what I was like I don't know yeah like you think it's because I'm like shiny right now um and I think that's true where like dating you know you don't have to have been on the bachelor or whatever to have that experience like when things are new they are shiny mm-hmm. um but I think even going into now of like being newly single and navigating the dating waters and how long do you wait? Like I know I've had people ask me this before of, you know, how long do you wait until after a breakup before you start dating someone new? And I really think that the answer is different for everyone. Certainly there's like give space for yourself to grow, but I also, I am a firm believer that like you have to be good on your own. And I feel like through through this entire relationship with Canada Man, I've been on my own. That's the worst feeling when you're in a relationship, but you feel so yeah. alone. There wasn't any interdependency. Mm-hmm. I've been on my own this entire time. Mm-hmm. And to me, you learn so much through your relationships. You learn, th- you learn so much through every interaction that you have with someone. And... I think you can still heal while dating. I think it's very important to be upfront and honest about that and to be really intentional about doing that work on yourself and not just jumping into something because you're trying to quickly heal a wound or fill a void. Mm -hmm. That's not how I view it. Um, But, you know, I think allowing yourself to enjoy yourself in all ways. <laughs> I yeah. I remember when I broke up, uh, well, when my ex and I broke up uh, when I was 20, I think I was 24 years old. And I thought this was it. This was the love of my life. Yeah. Like 
madly in love. Mm -hmm. And I was single for three years after that. And mm-hmm. remember people looking at me and saying like, oh, we really thought you guys were going to work out. I'm like, stop pitying me. I am so yeah. happy. I was so happy single. I was mm-hmm. so happy learning who I was again because I, yeah. I am someone that it made sense for me to go on the show like The Bachelor because mm-hmm. I do move really quickly in relationships. Yes, and so I do sometimes lose myself in the relationship. Mm-hmm. This is the first relationship where I feel like I'm my own person. Yeah. I was going to say, like, as you were saying, you feel like you lose yourself. I was like, she hasn't ended up with Josh. She hasn't lost herself. No. Like, I feel like you've been, you've been here. Yep. But mm-hmm. this is the first relationship. And anyone listening who's like, oh, but I'm 20 something. I'm 30. I'm 32 years old. And I'm finally understanding what it is to be mm-hmm. in a healthy relationship. Yeah. I was constantly putting my needs aside, constantly putting my career yeah. aside to lift the person that I'm with. Mm-hmm. And then... That's, that's me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know. And that's why I was telling you to not do that. Um <laughs> Because I learned from my mistakes and and mm-hmm. then it took me, you know, it took me a while to get back to who's that fun loving person yeah. that I, I felt like you have to be in love with yourself. Mm-hmm. People are like, well, how are you happy? Like, how can you, what does it mean to be happy? What does it mean to truly love yourself? Like I legit love my mm-hmm. ass because there's cellulite on it mm-hmm. and I wouldn't change that. Like I love hanging out with myself. Yeah. I love like you know, bumping into a wall by accident and laughing on my own. Mm-hmm. I love cooking with myself. I love yeah. going to the gym on my own. Mm-hmm. I love spending time on my own. Yeah. Do I love being in a relationship? Yes. When I was younger, I thought I needed to be in yes. a relationship. Now I want. I, I know that I want to be in yeah. one. I don't need to be in one. I'm financially mm-hmm. stable. Yeah. I'm emotionally stable. Yeah. I have great friends, great family. Mm-hmm. I want someone that can be a part of that life. <clears throat> totally. And that's actually part of what I thought of as well going into this like breakup conversation um, was reminding myself, I don't need this. Is this what I want? Is this what I want? Do I want to stay in this the way that it is right now, being so unhappy for so long? Or do I want something different? Mm -hmm. Am I going to like say that I'm worthy of something different? And I was like, when I'm by myself, I 100% feel that. Like when we're we're long distance, when I'm by myself and I'm in Seattle, I would have these moments where I'm like, yeah, what the? What am I doing? My fear. I don't need this, and I and I want something much different. My fear for you, first of all, this is no way a bashing conversation of Canada man because you guys are on good no. terms. Yeah, and all of these I, things that I've said here, he and I have said to yeah. each other. And I mean, like, I I I just wanted the best for you, and I was yeah. such a huge fan of Canada man up mm-hmm. until I realized this is just not. They both deserve something different. Yeah. Um, but my fear for you while you were in that relationship towards the end was, is this going to become her norm? Is she going to think that? Yeah. She is needy. Is she going to think that she doesn't deserve, you know, the attention a or the hugs card. or a birthday card or um, a thoughtful text message before going to bed and stuff like that? And I'm like, no, that's that's what she knows that she wants. That's what she knows that she yeah. needs. And I didn't want you to yeah. think that's that was going to become mm-hmm. your new normal. And it's like, it's what I've experienced before, A, but it was also what like I did experience with him and then it just went away. And then I like I had empathy for all the things he was going through and the struggles that he was dealing with emotionally. Um, but then at a certain point, like he really wasn't showing up for himself mm-hmm. anymore. But he was also going through 
personal things, yeah. which I said that I, I, things that I know I could have related to that have gone on in my Divorce. personal life. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to, you know, if you want to talk about it, sure. But I, at this point, everyone's gone through divorce. Like, this is what, like, for me, yes, there's a certain level of privacy, but it's also like, this is, it's such a normal thing people experience. Like, mm-hmm. you're only creating more shame and, like, loneliness and stigma around this if you try to, like, protect it, you know? No, I, I totally agree with you. He's just He just wasn't my ex-boyfriend, so I just wasn't sure if I was yeah. able to say it. But I could relate to that. Yeah. And I was, like, he's 20, in his late 20s. I was 18 when it happened. Yeah. And so I do understand the impact divorce has on you. I mean, mm-hmm. I still talk about it. I'm not in therapy right now, but yeah. when I was in therapy this year, I was still talking about mm-hmm. my parents' divorce and how it has affected me and my self-esteem and my relationships. And so yeah, that was something that I know he was experiencing that maybe he wasn't realizing that was mm-hmm. affecting his mental well-being, his emotional well-being and his relationship ultimately with you. Yeah. So, but you were aware of that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and I, and I had grace for that. Right. But then I realized, and I, I did a post a l- kind of discussing some of this concept a few weeks ago where, you know, you can have so much empathy for someone going through a difficult time, but it doesn't excuse them disrespecting you mm-hmm. or invalidating you or um, or hurting you in, in right. some way that, you know, just because you're going to a tough, through a tough time doesn't give you um, the pass to treat people right that way. So for me, it was like, yeah, I can have empathy for it and I have these skills and I can understand this and understand some of the things that he is, isn't even aware of yet. But at the end of the day, it's like, no, I still... I still want different for me. That's okay that he can't do this for him and that he can't do this for me, but, or that he won't in some cases, but that I want different for myself. And so what am I going to do about that so that I am in a, in a happier, better place where I'm not feeling like, you know, all these other things we've, we've already talked about. Well, like you said, I think your relationship with him now on a friendship level is going to be a lot healthier. Yes. Uh, where you're going to mm-hmm. both want to support each other. Totally. Uh, each other's careers. Yeah. Um, I and still have been supporting his yeah. career since After we the breakup. Up. <laughs> yep. Yep. And I think, and I personally, after, before your conversation that you had with him last night, I'm like, oh, maybe I'm never going to see or hear from him again. Yeah. But I don't feel like that anymore. I feel mm-hmm. like, we might yeah. even just do like another couple's like quote unquote, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. oh, let's, let's go hang out in Ottawa yeah. or whatever. And and I'm, I am happy of that because I also too, as a friend, do carry some burden for my friends. And I, I don't want my friends to be upset. I don't want mm-hmm. them to be anything but neutral after a breakup. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, let me carry that hate. Let me carry all that anger. I'll you do it for you. You carry that pettiness, oh, girl. <laughs> girl, I'll carry all the pettiness for you. And I'm like, I really don't want to do that. And so I'm so happy you guys did have that conversation because I'm like, yeah, in many ways. Now you don't have to carry that. Now I don't have to carry it. But in many ways, you guys have so many weird interests to me that are weird like these this, yeah. she came here and i'm like t- t- please take care of my plants i don't know <laughs> yes. she's like harvest i'm like what does that even mean harvest <laughs> harvest so, your plants yeah so we, we we for sure had a little bit of an unconventional relationship and we definitely have a lot of like things that we value in common like sustainability and there's so much mm-hmm. you know that i appreciate that um that just is him 
that I that I value in a friend and that I want in a friend. And we honestly will continue to be friends. And um, who knows? Maybe sometimes it's more than friends. Maybe sometimes it's less than friends. You don't have to put a label on it right now. And I think, yeah. but as friends, you'll feel more compelled and comfortable to call each other out on your shit. Well, this, this is what I told him. I said, he's not friends with any of his exes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm friends with all of mine, except mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> and, Me too. <laughs> and, um, and I told him, I said, you know, I know you weren't super receptive to my feedback during our relationship, but I think with some time, maybe not in the next few months, but maybe in a year, maybe in two years, maybe in your next relationship, you're going to be really fucking thankful that I'm still in your life to be able to give you this feedback mm-hmm. to help you reflect mm-hmm. on how you are in our relationship and how you can grow personally as a person and as a human because you know I love you and you know I only want the best for you. And you also know that like I'm not just pulling this shit out of my ass. Like right. you know that I'm doing this because I care about you and I'm doing this because I've, you know, because I understand you. Um, and that's something I have super valued about having my exes in my life is that, you know, during even this relationship with Canada Man, you know, I can call back Ian, my boyfriend from college and who's also literally a therapist and we can like talk and I can be like, you know, how did you feel when I did this in our relationship? Mm-hmm. Or did you notice that I like, did I make you feel this way in our relationship? Like, you know, and it, and it can just kind of help reassure things and it can also just help you learn different things for your next relationship. And I think even one of the things that we were talking about a little bit earlier about you not wanting me to think that like that was my normal now um, and noticing that even now as I go forward with, with dating that it's like, yeah, it is taking me a second to like warm up to the fact that people... Notice expressing, you and, yeah, that people mm-hmm. are like expressing like affection and that, that that they can like communicate that to me, and then I'm like, oh my god, what does that mean? What are they saying? They see that in me, like they see like, and it's exciting. Mm-hmm. I think as you get older, I'm 32 now, and I mean I'm not old, but so as wise. you get, I mean I'm a lot wiser than I was in my 20s. In the last few years since I met you. Yes, a lot wiser. Mm -hmm. And I was someone that would hold on to that pettiness and like, what's the point of being friends with your exes? Or like, why Mm -hmm. would someone I'm dating is friends with their ex? And it took me a while to come around it and say, listen, I'm good friends with one of my exes. And I was the first person he called when he found out his girlfriend Mm -hmm. was pregnant. And I'm like, I remember that. Yeah, Yeah. I was so happy for him because he is an amazing dad. And I knew he was always going to be an amazing dad. And for him to have shared that information with me, I was like, I, you know, I don't want to enter your relationship, but I want to meet your baby and I can't, I am just so excited for you. And so you want to be able to share those pieces of information that you know were so important in your relationship. Like there's certain things that I would, Mm -hmm. you know, want to share with someone that I either dated or, which I think is, is a nice thing to do. Mm -hmm. Um, but it does take time and not everyone can get there. And I totally get that. Yeah. And that's what, like, I knew Derek wasn't at that point. I knew yeah. we couldn't do that with each other. And I know even for Canada Man, like, it's going to take him a few months even. I think we talked about this literally in the car last night where I was like, yeah, like, he introduced me to Big Mouth. And, like, we would watch Big Mouth yeah. on Netflix together. And, like, yesterday before we had that conversation, I was feeling petty. And I was like, I can't fucking watch Big Mouth mm-hmm. now. Like, it's just going to remind me of him. And it's going to make me annoyed. And it's going to make me, like, sad. And, like, I don't want to face that stuff. And then once that wall's down, it's, like, it's so much better. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like... Yeah, no, like I'm excited to watch season three of Big Mouth now because it reminds me of like when we had, when we watched it together and we had those great memories and like we can share that with each other and it like not be this weird thing. But see, you're so good at being able to 
to transition from French, uh, from relationship to friendship so quickly, I'm still a little bit weirded out if, let's say, Josh is friends with one of his exes, and I'm like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> you know, and then and then once I, I... I'm someone that needs to know the why. It's like, why, why, why? Yeah. Like, well, why? they know the why. Exactly. They should know the like, why. Like, why is it important? Why mm-hmm. do you have a friendship? Like, why are you guys communicating on this particular subject? Yeah. And if I understand the whys, and I'm also part of that why, mm-hmm. and... Yeah. I don't like to feel left out. Like, I want to be part of... I want to know, like, who was your ex? Like, how can we be Mm -hmm. friends, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And my... Actually, so my ex knows Josh. They know each other. And I'm like, I'm so happy you guys know each other. Yeah. (laughs) That made me so happy. (laughs) I'm happy for Taylor to be in this... um, it's state fall. It's right a, now. It's a state of transition. It's a state of... I really love fall. Yeah. I love fall. Um, okay, but I have a question for you. Oh, boy. Because we're talking about all these transitions. Yeah. Where Where are you at in my like, relationship? I'm so incredibly... Not like... I'm not going to say proud because that has like ownership, but like I'm proud for you. I'm not proud of you, but like I'm so proud for you and like excited for you that things have been going the way that they have been going with you and Josh and that you guys have put in a lot of work. A lot of work. Both individually and as a couple and that it's been so consistent Mm -hmm. and that like you deserve all of that and you're so incredibly worthy of all of that. I love you, Tay. I know. I love you too. And I love Josh. Yeah. And he honestly, so the cutest thing happened the other day when uh, he was holding the dog. Oh no, it was Friday, yesterday. Well, when Taylor came in, he was holding the dogs. It was so cute. (laughs) He was holding his dog and he looks down and he's like, you're going to meet someone so special today. And I'm like, what is he talking about? And I'm like, oh my God, you think Taylor's special too? So he has such love for Taylor. um, And I'm going to start crying because Taylor has been through... A lot with us. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's nice to have someone that has experienced um, my a friendship with me during the show because we mm-hmm. met on like really weird circumstances. But yeah. someone who you you know me while I was in my single before you know mm-hmm. while I was dating Nick while we were dating Nick and then yeah. when I got engaged and then after the breakup and then dating all these guys well not all these guys I you know whatever <laughs> I dated a few <laughs> you do you girl <laughs> you know whatever not a big deal and then I met Josh and it was a, a kind of relationship where we really went like full speed you go from zero to like a thousand yeah and so did he yeah. and so it was hard for me to pump the brakes because I was like oh my god like this is Literally before you met him. <laughs> before I met him, I was like... Because he sent you... The Kit Kat that we talked about earlier, the bouquet of Kit Kats, was sent before he even met her. Yeah. Before, yeah, and Taylor They've was been, like... like FaceTimes and whatnot, but I was like, this motherfucker, he's yeah. on above and beyond. Yep. Like, what's he overcompensating for? Yep. <laughs> and so Taylor has been legit part of our relationship. Um, and I do feel like your relationship with Canada Man is is an important one for me because uh, Josh has was part of that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like Josh would always ask me how things mm-hmm. were going and even after like Ottawa was yeah. like, we're, ha, it was like a big brother worried, you <laughs> yeah. know, and it was really sweet for yeah. him to even just take time to th- process mm-hmm. what Taylor might have been going through. Yeah. So, which was really nice. Um, 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, my relationship with Josh has been extremely consistent. We've both put in the work. I think yeah. you've seen the growth that mm-hmm. he's made and that totally. we both have made individually and as a couple. Yep. And so recently I've been sending him pictures of engagement rings. <laughs> I fucking knew it. <laughs> okay, because before uh, I flew out here, she's like... Yeah, like Sunday, we're going to like look at a condo. And I was like, here we go. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Because you talked about that like months ago. Yeah, and I a long was time like, ago. Girl, pump the brakes. Yeah. I was like, hold up. Like, give this some more time. You don't mm-hmm. need to rush it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, and that's important. But this to like have. makes sense. Right. It now. makes sense now. But yeah. make sure you have that friend or family member in your life that will hold you accountable and say, like, chill. Yeah. You can even call them Vanessa. Like, they can be <laughs> Vanessa when they're going like, full force in a relationship to say chill Vanessa and so I did chill so we are looking right now for uh he has a place not far from mine you guys live very close we live very close to each other but I work from home um he works from home too and so you know and you guys are pretty blended now I mean like even you know seeing you with like the dogs and you know you call them my dogs and I was just like oh my god like it just made me feel so emotional because it's like you're really taking ownership yeah. of that and you're like, you know, seeing his things as also your things mm-hmm. and like really blending that. And it just made me like feel so happy for you. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're at right now. We're looking for a place and sending him ideas of what <laughs> one engagement ring should look like. Um, I mean, I would recommend Brilliant Earth because you don't want like blood I diamonds. actually think I sent him something from Brilliant Earth. Girl, I'll send you a few because I got a Girl, bunch of I re- I'm going to show you after this, pod- after this episode. I'm pretty sure I sent him yeah. something from Billion Earth and it was like dainty and really cute. Yeah. Um, they have really cute like ventures. This is not an ad for Billion Earth. No, but they're I mean, just, it like, should be. Yeah, just like, advocating for like non-blood diamonds, yeah. like ethically sourced And I think diamonds. he would so be into that. And He's Jewish. Yeah. I'm Catholic. I'm not converting. He's not converting. Uh-huh. Uh, we both appreciate and, and respect each other's upbringing and relationships and cultures and traditions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we do talk about what would a wedding look like? Yeah. When that will happen, I don't know. Um, I was someone who was extremely traditional. And I thought in my 20s, I'm going <laughs> to grow up. I'm going to uh, have a family and mm-hmm. live on top of my mom's house in an apartment on top of my mom's house, not far away from mommy very close to all my family um in the suburbs and i thought that was going to be the life i wanted but that was the life that i knew that everyone else in my community was Mm -hmm. was into and now i'm like no like you know if you i'm gonna probably get shot on for this but if you want to have kids out of wedlock why would you get shot on i don't know girl sometimes (laughs) i say things and they're like well i hope you're not like someone actually said something really mean ones because anyway whatever so (laughs) you're not advocating that people just go out and just get pregnant i'm just yeah i think it's (laughs) but you don't have to put that pressure on yourself that like that you have to be married first if you're with someone and you want to make that intentional decision to like have a child and not take that step of marriage yet like whatever floats your boat exactly all i'm saying is in my 20s i was judgmental now i'm more open to Mm -hmm. different ways of life and You think you guys want to live with each other first for a while before? hundred percent. And I think that is a great idea. Yeah. That was always my, like, that's always been my thing of like, no, we have to, I want to live together for several like years. Oh, years? Like at least two. 
Oh. Because I, I would like to be engaged for like a few years. Like I don't want to be engaged for one year and then get married. Like that's too much for me, I feel like. Like I'd rather be engaged for like at, at least two years. Two years to me feels like decent mm-hmm. amount of time. I feel like as you get older though, you know whether you're going to be compatible or not. Yeah, maybe, maybe. And I think for me, like living together, I would at least like to give, live together for more than a year. a year. So maybe, you know, we've lived together for like two, three years mm-hmm. and are engaged for like that last year. And but don't even plus put a, one. Don't even put a timeline on it. I thought I was going to be married yeah. with, I thought I was going to be married at 28 and I had this all mm-hmm. planned out. I'm like, wow, this is great. No, when I was married at 28, mm-hmm. first kid at 30. Yes. I'm 32. Yeah. Nowhere near yeah. any of that. When I was in college and Ian and I were together, we met when I was 18 and I literally said, I was like, when I'm 23, we'll get engaged. Oh my and then when, we, when I turn 25, we'll get married. And then between 25 and 30, we'll like have kids and, and travel a little bit first. And yeah, we broke up when I was 20. How old were you when you were on the show? I had just turned 23. And you were ready for marriage? No. Or well, engagement? No. No, fuck no. Oh, okay. I was not about to get engaged on that show. No? <laughs> no. I was I not like, I'm going to get engaged to you after two months of knowing you. Oh, uh, girl, I did. Okay. I know. I and did. That's, but that's where like you... And- Hold up. No, 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 no. I didn't want to get engaged. They didn't air this. I did not want... I had the conversation they, with they him. They don't air a lot of shit. Yeah, they don't... <laughs> but I, I didn't want to have... The, I, I had a conversation with him and I said, listen, wouldn't it be better if we just date outside of the show and then get engaged because that'd be more meaningful. We get yeah. to know each other. And he brought up something really important. And I think if we weren't engaged, we would have broken up sooner. He said, I know to you, it could be just a piece of jewelry, but there's so much meaning towards us leaving engaged because there's going to be so much attention. There's going to be so much like backlash on us after uh, once, mm. once we're done with the show. Yeah. At least this is going to hold us so much more. To, it's going to hold us together. It's going to hold us together more than, and it, it's true. Cause you have like something you're working towards. <clears throat> right. And I wouldn't have said yes, if I didn't picture him as someone that I could have potentially grown with. Yeah, and I see that. And I think, I don't know, in some ways that like worries me that like that that would be needed to hold you together mm. just because it is so significant and it puts so much more pressure on the relationship. Like for me, that was like, I don't want that pressure. Like it's to me, I think so many times an engagement on the show is looked at as just a commitment to long term date. Mm-hmm. And I don't need a, I don't need a fucking proposal right. to long term date you. Right. Like what? No, I, I, I don't need that. Like for me, it is so much more meaningful that like you choose each other and that you commit to that work. But I, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. And my thought process was also like, wow, it took me, I was 28, I think when I went on the show, yeah. I was ready for marriage. I yeah. was ready for a family. I was mm-hmm. ready to uproot my life and I did. And I so to me, it all made sense because I'm like, wow, I went through all these breakups that literally were so hard on me to for me to be on the show. And so maybe it was meant for me to be on the show and it was meant yeah. for me to date Nick and it was meant for me to yeah. have this life. And well, cause if you weren't, then I wouldn't. Have exactly. Been everything happens. Sad. It's crazy. Everything. I really do believe everything happens for a reason. Listen, yeah. if I hadn't gone on the show, I don't know if would Josh have slid into my DMS. Yeah. Yeah. He slid girl. Girl, I remember I read his message and I was like, mm-hmm. Yeah, just as much as you were weary about my relationship at the beginning, mm-hmm. I was like, let me be weary about yours. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like we mama bear each other. Yeah. 
Like, I very much felt like Mama Bear over here and was like, what's this guy going to do? I think he even called my sister at one point. Did you call oh. my sister? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I thought you said he called your sister. No. I was like, what? And I was like, no, I, de- I did yeah, call you her. I did call her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I appreciate that. And you didn't even tell me that you did. Yeah. Yeah, I called her. <laughs> we tight. We tight. I love you. We're going to see her tonight. Yes, I'm so yeah. excited. So Taylor's coming to my dad's for dinner yeah. with Josh and my dad's girlfriend and her daughters, so mm-hmm. uh, my stepsisters. Yeah. And it's uh I feel like we've grown closer together. I mean, this can be a whole other episode. Yeah. But I feel like I've grown grown a lot closer to my stepsisters in the last like year. Mm-hmm. Um that I'm I'm very grateful for cuz they're yeah. you're going to see they're so funny. I'm so excited. So, yeah, I'm so excited. I haven't had like them. a full trip to Montreal yet. So this is like, and even, I mean, I don't know that you would say you've had a full trip to Seattle yet. Like you had like a Well, few I met days. Rob and for me that was Seattle <laughs> and Nia. Yes. Yeah. yes. Well, now you need to spend more time with Calais too because yeah. he's growing so freaking cute. But yeah, like this for me is like so special to be able to come and like spend, you know, time here to see more of your life and, and your family and like just take our relationship even closer yeah i mean last night guys we literally sat in front of each other and we did work this morning we had breakfast we're recording a podcast and we haven't left the house yeah <laughs> yeah and like, it is four fifteen in the afternoon oh wow yeah oh yeah we should yeah we should wrap this up how long has it been it's been a- well listen I- yeah this is a little bit longer yeah. of an episode now um so we will wrap this up but uh yeah, it's funny because usually when we FaceTime anyway, we like sit there and do our emails together. And now we're just like doing it in person on like a Friday night. <laughs> but, yeah, Josh is like, what are you guys doing tonight? We're like... Emails? Mm, yeah. <laughs> just catching up on emails? Yep, yep. But no, I'm excited for this trip and incredibly, incredibly grateful for your friendship and your support through all the all the ups and downs of life. I think I was texting you this like before my mm-hmm. flight and I was like, I'm going to cry right now. But But it's true. I'm incredibly grateful for it and it's like you know this is within a hundred episodes of the podcast i've recorded two breakup episodes <laughs> with you you've seen me that's at, actually like, not bad that's i a guess good, yeah that's a good ratio i guess i don't know but yeah you've you've always been there for me and i'm i'm always gonna be there for you and i hope you know that. and I, that i do know mm-hmm. and i've witnessed it this last year yeah i love you so 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 much and i'm excited for you. this next chapter for you yeah it's exciting mm-hmm. and nerve wracking, but I do feel like I'm in a good place for it. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited to see what you're going to do. Do you want to talk about what you're going to do? Your plans, your future plans after your breakup? After my break? Well, like I said, I'm focusing on No Better You right now. Mm-hmm. We're looking into really exciting. So yeah. we opened up uh, three sensory rooms. We're Woo-hoo. opening up one more in um, my former uh, school where I was teaching Galileo Adult Education Center. Mm-hmm. And we also are trying to create a mobile sensory room where we can get, if anyone has a used RV or a used like a sprinter van or whatever that we could turn into a sensory room in Montreal, in Montreal uh, or Ottawa or Toronto that you can drive to Montreal. Yeah. And then we could transform it into a sensory room and bring it to schools and to homes and give you know, parents a break over the weekend um, mm-hmm. and get people more 
become more aware that these are safe spaces for students. Um, even if you have anxiety, you don't even need to be diagnosed with something in particular. Yeah. Like I love going into the sensory rooms. So that's one of the projects. Um, and then we have this other project that we're not sure <laughs> where, where that's going, but we are hoping to kickstart a podcast for No Better You. Mm-hmm. And my co-host would be, uh, not would be, is this man named Alex. And I met him when mm-hmm. I was working at the radio station here in Montreal. And he um, is diagnosed and he loves radio. He has his mm-hmm. own radio show and he has so much energy and love to give. And I just felt like he would be a great addition to that. Um, yeah. And listen, again, that's like an idea that we have. Hopefully it could become something Mm -hmm. where he can get paid because um, my biggest hurt is whenever I see students who have so much potential but are overlooked because they look differently or that they act differently. And so I want him to get paid to do something that he loves to do. Mm And that is a dream of mine. But as you know, it takes a while before a podcast gets any form of money. It does. So right now it's a passion project. It's an idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're trying to make it super inclusive and integrative. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to take it to schools. We want it. We want to bring it to the special education communities and make them feel like, yeah, this is my jam. Yeah. Like this is for me because mm-hmm. there's so much for people like you and I. Mm-hmm. Um, and we want to make it visual. We want to make it... Uh, for everyone, yeah, blind, deaf, hard of hearing, um, mm-hmm. global delay, everyone. Yeah, want to make it super, super inclusive. So I'm so that's excited for you. I'm uh, so excited too. I have this burst of energy. Yeah. I'm, it just feels good. It feels good to get back mm-hmm. into things yeah. that you know have purpose for you. Mm-hmm. People might look at me and be like, "Well, you're not getting paid for this. Like, why are you putting so much energy?" But if I wanted to do something where I got money, I would have never gotten a teacher's degree. I wouldn't yeah. have been making you know thirty five thousand forty mm-hmm. forty thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. But at that point, when I was, I was I felt really, really, really good. Yeah. So it's not about what's in your bank account. It's about like how does it make you feel? Yeah. What's in your emotional piggy bank? Yep. That emotional matters. piggy bank. There you go. Mm-hmm. The mine is it's flowing with money. <laughs> flowing with money, girl. There's so much money in my emotional piggy bank right now. <laughs> so rich. Same, same. This has very much enriched my emotional piggy bank right now. Um, highs and lows throughout this episode, but overall, very good. Mm-hmm. Such a good episode. Breakups really are a blessing. They really are. Mm-hmm. A romantic, career, friendship breakups. Yeah. Oh, that's a whole other episode. Oh. Yeah. There's so many different episodes that we can have I from know. this episode. <laughs> I'm telling you, I wanted to use my whiteboard so we can like <clears throat> jot down all these ideas. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, thank you so much for having yes. me as your guest co-host again. Yeah. Thanks for doing it. I love you so, so, so much. I love you so, 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 so much. Now let's get ready yeah. and go to my daddy's. Yeah. We're going to go get ready. Thank you guys so much for making it all the way through this episode and listening. I hope... I hope you've taken something away from our from our vulnerability and our <laughs> perhaps oversharing at times, maybe TMI a little bit. I forget sometimes we're recording. <laughs> um, but yeah, I hope I hope that you guys, you know, again have kept an open mind and an open heart in listening to us um, share some of this with you all. And if you have a few seconds after listening to this, and if you could head on over to iTunes and leave a review and 
you know, just leave a sentence or two, letting me know what you're enjoying about the show. Or if you don't have a ton of time, just leave a star rating to show your support. It would mean so, so, so much. Um, I'm so incredibly grateful for this community with Let's Talk About It and can't believe it's almost 100 episodes. So, wow. Yeah. Very, very wild. I know. We just celebrated our hundredth episode on Help I Suck at Dating. Oh, so we had you started. I started December twenty seventeen. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Wow, craziness. It's wild. Well, thank you guys so much. I hope you take care of yourself the rest of this week, and I'll talk to you next time. podcast is brought to you by Weave Podcast Network. Check out all of our shows, including the Brain Candy Podcast, I Don't Get It, Coffee Convos, and Let's Talk About It.